Hello everyone, this is Sonali Mangal and welcome to another episode of Learn, Educate, Discover. On this podcast, we invite people from different professions on each of our episodes and we ask them a range of questions to try and understand what their job is all about. The goal of this podcast is to try and educate our listeners about as many different kind of jobs as we can so that someone listening to the show can decide, does a certain job sound interesting to them? And if yes, how do they go about exploring it further? Now, on today's episode, we are going to talk about public relations. And to help us understand this area, our guest on today's show is Michelle Taylorson, who is a senior PR manager with Amazon. And Michelle has spent pretty much all of her career in public relations. She started out with a PR agency called Publicist Dialogue, where one of the key clients that she worked with was Samsung. After that, she was senior manager for external communications at T-Mobile. And then most recently, she's been working as a senior PR manager at Amazon, where she's worked on some really cool products like Kindle, Kindle Fire, Amazon MP3, and many others. So, I hope you enjoyed today's discussion and without further ado, let's welcome Michelle. Michelle, hello. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Glad to be on. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, I know we've been trying to schedule this for a while, but you've been running busy. I heard that very recently you were in Milan. Yes, that's right. We uh, launched the Amazon Dash button in France, Italy, and Spain uh, early in November. And I traveled to Milan to meet with our local PR manager there, as well as our uh, business director of the program to conduct media interviews to get ready for the launch. So I can't complain about having to travel to Milan (laughs) for work purposes. It was a, a really great trip. Oh, yeah, I know. I would love to go to Milan for work purposes, quote unquote, (laughs) right? Uh, What is the Amazon Dash button, by the way? Oh, the Amazon Dash button uh, is a great little gadget. We launched it in 2015 uh, at the end of March, March 31st to be exact. And uh, basically, if you are familiar with Amazon's one-click button on the website, uh, you basically take that concept and put it into a small physical button. And the idea is that when you press this button, it uh, immediately sends an order through Amazon for a specific product that you want. So for example, uh, I have an Amazon Dash button for paper towels. Mm -hmm. And I keep it in my kitchen next to where I store my paper towels so that when I go to grab the last roll, I simply hit my Dash button of bounty. And two days later, via Prime Shipping, I have uh, my next set of paper towels at my door. Uh, The whole idea behind it is to help ensure customers never run out of any of the household essentials that they need. Oh, I see. Okay, so it's it's a it's a hardware device then, which which you can program to order anything. Uh, It is a hardware device, and it's associated with specific brands. Now, within those brands, there's a variety of products you can uh, choose from to associate with the button. So, uh, for example, in my house, I have a bounty button for paper towels. I have a cottonelle button for toilet paper. I have an energizer button for batteries, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So we have over 200 uh, different brands that are part of the program now, uh, Mm -hmm. and we'll keep growing. And, uh, you know, when someone has an affinity for certain brands, which most customers do, uh, they can then choose from a variety of different products associated with that brand to have in their house. 
Right. Okay. All right. And you have like you have everything nailed down the description because you just came back from your trip in Milan. <laughs> all right. No, this yes. is helpful. <laughs> so, all right. So let's let's get to talking about public relations then. Um, why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about yourself and your career path so far? Sure. Uh, so, uh, you know, I live in Seattle now, but I was born and raised in Texas. And uh, I went to college specifically to study uh, public relations, which is more common now than it was a couple of decades ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I graduated, I, I knew that I wanted to go into the public relations field. And I ended up starting my career uh, doing consumer technology PR. And uh, it stuck. I really enjoyed it. And I continue to do consumer tech PR to this day. Um, like a lot of people, I started off at a PR agency, right. working on several different clients. But as you mentioned, my primary client was Samsung Telecommunications. So I was working on uh, all of their uh, mobile phones and smartphones in the uh, early 2000s, just as the the smartphone was coming into its own and the first iPhone launched and the first, you know, Blackberries were out there. So it was uh, kind of at the cutting edge of smartphone technology. And uh, and I worked on that account and, and for that uh, publicist, that agency, for many years. And then uh, had an opportunity to uh, move from Dallas and uh, head up to Seattle and work at T-Mobile, which is where uh, their headquarters is. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I took that opportunity. I I thought it'd be fun to live somewhere else for a while. Mm -hmm. And um, I worked at T-Mobile in the public relations department for a number of years um, and worked on all kinds of projects from from phones, but also, uh, you know, helping with retail stores, uh, promotions, sponsorships of the NBA, kind of run the gamut of things at T-Mobile. And then, uh, as you mentioned, just uh, over the last three years, I've been at Amazon uh, on the device PR team. So that's supporting tablets and e-readers and Echo and uh, all all kinds of any, basically any device that Amazon develops. Uh, I am on the team that helps to appear for it. I know, and I mean, I was looking at your LinkedIn profile. You're definitely working on some very exciting products. Uh, one thing which I'm curious about, um, as as you called out right now, you've pretty much spent most of your career in public relations. So, is there a reason why you decided to get into this field? Yeah. Um, well, I you know I have an <laughs> interesting story. A lot of people kind of stumble upon public relations. Um, you know, uh, many people uh, who've been in the field as long as I have or longer, uh, perhaps they did journalism with an emphasis in public relations or they were English majors, perhaps political uh, science type majors. Um, me, I took a test in high school, one of those career tests. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> and the career test said, uh, number one, lawyer. Uh, and number two, public relations professional. And uh, obviously know what a lawyer is. So I thought I'd look into what a public relations professional is. And I, I was just quite fascinated with the description. And Mm -hmm. uh, I thought, you know, I'm going to look into this. And I did. And I found a school that had a had a specific program for it. And luck as it is, uh, it all worked out for me. I, I still find myself interested in this 
profession in this field every single day. So I, I feel quite lucky about it. That, that is a good story. And uh, I think it's the first time I've heard that one of these tests has actually been accurate. <laughs> so you've been very lucky. <laughs> All right. So how would you describe this field then? And how, how would you describe the job of a PR manager? Yes, um, that's a great question. And I think that a lot of people define it in different ways, depending on what type of public relations field uh, a person ends up in, because it turns out there's, uh, it's quite a variety of of different areas. But uh, to me, the kind of high level definition of it is, uh, your job is to communicate uh, about an organization or a person uh, to its publics. And its publics can be media, reporters, uh, its publics can be customers, its publics can be shareholders. Uh, it just depends what publics you're talking about. And then that sort of redefines what type of public relations you're doing. So mm-hmm. uh, some people could say an investor relations person is a type of PR person. They're they're representing an organization and their public is shareholders and Mm. uh, financial advisors and investors. Uh, For me specifically, my public relations uh, field has always been about working with reporters specifically, media, um, and in some cases, customers as well, um, especially in regards to when I've done uh, PR, more specifically for sponsorships and promotions and things along those lines. Okay. So does the PR team sort of sit down and identify that who is the public for us? Uh, Most large companies, I would say, um, have a variety of teams that uh, work on these different uh, publics, if you will. Um, So, for example, at Amazon, we have a dedicated investor relations team. We have a uh, dedicated corporate communications team. We have a a team that does community outreach across the country. Uh, You know, we have teams like the device PR team, which is what I'm on and the retail PR team uh, that more specifically works with uh, reporters who are writing about consumer technology and about right. retail companies. I so see. here it's it's defined um, and you, you know, depending on what your expertise is or where your interests are, you find your spot within that. But if you go to a lot of um, startups or non nonprofits, uh, you have what's considered more of a generalist PR person mm-hmm. and not someone who has to be able to wear different hats and, you know, maybe one month helping with the shareholder report, but the next one month writing a press release about a new product or service launch. I see. Okay. No, this is very helpful. And actually, so one very quick question, which I'm just curious about. So uh, I, I noticed that you use publics, like plural. So mm-hmm. why is that? I've never heard that. Uh, th- yeah, that's a good question. I, I guess I never really uh, <laughs> realized I had uh, I had, uh, done that before. Um, I, I suppose uh, I think I I talk about it that way because um, because there there are a variety, right? If I'm talking about um, there's there is the general public, right? Anyone you could say that's outside of your company, external audience, if you will, that you're aiming to communicate with. Mm -hmm. But then within that, there's different groups uh, Mm -hmm. that exist within that. So I think that's where my, my plural is coming from there. Okay. Yeah. I think you, you, you talk about public as a certain group that you're targeting. And so there are multiple groups that different teams are targeting, which is why the public. Okay. Got it. Yep. 
all right and so it sounds like from your description it sounds like public relations is very much about external communication and sort of getting the messaging right depending on what your what your own product or service is and depending on the kind of messaging you want to give to a particular audience in your case you're calling it public um but i i've also seen that you know a pr team not every company has a pr team right like you like for example you may have people who just write about like you know we're launching something new so we write about it and typically you may have some kind of a marketing person or a copywriting person who might write that so like do you think a pr person comes in at a slightly more sophisticated level i don't know if that's the right word to use when you're really trying to manage your relationship with these various audiences uh yes i i could see um could see it looking at that uh looking at it that way um i think that one of the benefits of having a dedicated pr person or a team um is that they can not only just write a press release um about something happening but the the ideal scenario is that this is 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 a counselor and a strategic uh person on your team that's helping you through the process of whatever service product thing you're doing that you want to make public right so you know here at amazon and on other teams i've been in uh the pr person is is involved in early discussions about the development of a product we're there to help understand along with the rest of the the team what it is we're trying to do and how it is we're trying to uh you know uh, make something come to life and and be real for a customer what's mm-hmm. the benefit to them um and that's a long process to kind of really hone in and figure out what's the best way to communicate this so that people understand why it's important or why they might need it in their life um and then also uh for me specifically in regards to my relationship with media is making sure then that i i completely understand something that we're getting ready to launch mm-hmm. so that i can communicate about it to those reporters make sure i'm yeah. answering questions for them help them do their job uh yeah. in many ways a pr person uh we're here to help make sure that reporters have the info they need to do their job right okay no that 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 makes a lot of sense and so uh, one more follow up question on this so one is that you know as things are being created actually you called out that as a pr person you're involved at least at amazon pretty early in the in the product development process itself to sort of bring in your point of view um one key role that you play is also that as things are being developed and going to market you are the one who's who wants to make sure and has to make sure that things are messaged the right way in your case the audience is the media um but do you also do things like so as a public relations person you might say that you know what this is the kind of uh this is the kind of relationship i want with xyz and so for that these are the various initiatives we are going to do which which might be more than writing there might be you might um organize some events or i don't know other things so is is there any sure. element like that yeah sure sure yeah uh there's there's lots of different ways that we you know connect with with our media uh for example just a couple of weeks ago i was in new york city uh we hosted an event um for mom and dad bloggers and parenting media hmm. and we were highlighting all the various ways that amazon helps parents and helps kids um with our different devices and studio uh services uh with our amazon studios kids shows 
with our STEM toys, uh, all kinds of things we had there at this event. And it was an in-person event. You know, we had probably 50 to 60 different bloggers um, and reporters there to just you know, walk around and talk to people and, and learn mm-hmm. um, and understand some of the things that we're doing. So that's one aspect of something we do. Um, there are sponsorships that we'll do at conferences mm-hmm. uh, like the Mom 2.0 conference. Amazon has been a sponsor at for the last couple of years. And again, it's just to help uh, drive awareness uh, for people so they understand the various things that we're working on. In addition to the more traditional things like writing a press release or conducting an interview with a, you know, a spokesperson or an executive at the company. It really just depends, uh, like you said, what, what we're aiming to communicate about. Right. Okay. All right. So uh, can you share an example of something that might have happened in the recent past, which illustrates, you know, how, uh, how critical the role of a PR person is, or actually to put it a little differently, a situation which you think was handled very well? from a PR perspective? Like it could have been a disaster otherwise. <laughs> uh, well, we, we do like to say in a PR, sometimes the best uh, job a PR person can do is to not have anything written about uh, <laughs> perhaps <laughs> yeah. an issue that yeah. might be might be going on. Um, but gosh, what's a recent example of something? Um, Okay, so one example that comes to mind, um, and this was a few years ago when I was working at T-Mobile, is we did have uh, a smartphone that did have an issue, um, and we had to recall. We had to recall it, and so uh, for you know any PR person going through a recall situation, um, you know there's there's a lot to take into consideration, right? There's not only there's first and foremost customer, right? Mm -hmm. Who has your device? How do we make sure that they become aware uh, that they have something that we want to get back from them? How do we make sure customers stay safe? Um, So there's all that to contend with. Of Mm -hmm. course, there's also internally, your employees need to know what's going on. Your employees need to know that you have a product that you're going to be recalling, uh, why that's happening, what their role is in helping to support that recall. Um, And then then you have everyone else, right, who's just curious about it, whether it's reporters or investors or just, you know, lots of other audiences. And so, um, you know, in this particular example at T-Mobile where we had a device recall, um, you know, being in the in the PR seat was quite important. We, mm-hmm. you know, had to counsel on the timing. Uh, we had to help develop messaging that would go out to customers. We had to think about, okay, in addition to just email being sent to them, how else can we make sure that they're getting the message uh, that we, you know, that there's a recall on their device, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where media come into play, right? You want media to write about it. Uh, you want to you know, perhaps there's mail notices that are sent out. And so you have to look at all of the different channels that mm-hmm. you have. Um, back then, you know, uh, social media wasn't quite as vast as it is today, but social media channels definitely come into play with those kinds of situations now. Um, and then you just, you got to make sure that uh, everyone's lined up and ready to go because in these kinds of situations, um, you know, failure happens when everyone is not informed and ready to be as helpful as possible right. to the customer. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is a very, very good example. And I can imagine that might be might have been a, a very stressful situation for the PR team. Because as you said, 
it's definitely very bad for customers. So you want to make sure that all of them get the message. And so you would want to make sure that you hit all the channels. But then equally important is the impact that something like this has on the brand, right? So you also want to contain the uh, the amount of stories that get built out of this. Like you don't want to get it, you, want, you don't want this to get out of hand, right? Right. Yeah. You don't, you don't want it to get out of hand, but most importantly, you know, you want people to know that you're doing the right thing for customers and you want to do the right thing for customers, right? Uh, you know, there's this idea that, oh, PR people just spin the message and try to make companies look good. But, Mm. you know, if you're doing your job as a PR person, you are doing good for customers. You are doing the right thing. And it's important to make sure that people know that. And it's important to make sure that when people have questions about what's going on that you are transparent and you are upfront about the situation. Now, sometimes that takes a little bit of time to figure out, right? We have to do our due diligence as a company to make sure we have all the facts and make sure we have the right information to then provide to our customers and other external audiences. But when that time comes and you have all the information you need, you want to be proactive and transparent uh, with your customers and with your audiences about what's going on in those particular kind of crisis situations. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Although I, I really don't know how you would make sure that it's always the right message that gets communicated, <laughs> but I guess that's the job, right? So yeah, that's yeah. part. It's part of the job. Is uh, you know, you we you know we go through a lot of uh, if this then that sort of scenarios, right? Okay, well, if we talk about it this way, then what questions come from there? And if we talk about it this way, and so you you know you got to work through all of the various scenarios um, to make sure you're honing in on the right the right decision okay actually let's take this example the t-mobile project example because did you work on this one i did yeah so maybe this is it sounds like a good project that you worked on or at least something which would have been very stressful as well as very critical for someone working in pr Um, what are the kind of alternatives that you thought about before anything was actually executed Alternatives in terms of what actions we take. Yeah, like what the range of things that you thought about. Just to illustrate that, you know, you may have thought that, hey, let's do this. But then you were like, hey, I I don't think that makes sense. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Well, I mean, in this particular scenario, you know, it was was an issue with one of our phones. Um, And so, you know, the first things that have to be done is you have to get with the correct product people and engineering teams and you have to make sure you truly understand the issue at hand with the device Mm. um, and what it means for customers and and why we want to recall it versus, you know, let customers hang on to it for whatever reason. And so you go through those debates. And then in this particular case, uh, we did decide it was best for customers to return the device. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you have to think through, all right, how do we want them to return the device? And are we issuing refunds? Are we giving them a different device? What's the process there? So then you work through all those scenarios. Um, and then, uh, you know, the after that's all said and done and resolved, you know, you have to think about, all right, what's the financial impact to the company? And you work with your investor relations people to make sure that they have all of the information they need to communicate then to, you know, that shareholder and investors, um, an mm-hmm. investor audience uh, 
groups uh, so they know what's going on. And then you have to think, okay, and then what comes next? What other devices do we have that are about to launch? Uh, how? What's perception going to be of those? How do we make sure that uh, people understand that, you know, these other things that we're doing are okay and, and are safe and, you know, that there's not a long-term negative brand impact. Um, and part of that is being transparent and, you know, making sure you jump on top of things quickly hmm. uh, versus letting them linger. So there's these various steps along the way that you have to take each one, one by one, and and figure out what's the right thing to do for each one of those. And right. then all of that can actually happen in a matter of you know, 24, 48 hours. So yeah. <laughs> in the crisis situations, I mean, you're, it's a lot of hustle and it's a lot of coordination with a lot of different, uh, yeah. with a lot of different people who have a say in the matter. And, and uh, you know, one, as you were speaking through this, you know, I was just thinking the kind of things you'll have to think about. Uh, so as you said that, you know, you want to make sure in this situation that all customers get to know what is going on. Uh, so let's say you have to figure out that, okay, you know, we need to work with the media and make sure that key outlets write about this so that customers get to know about this do you have to sort of go through thinking that oh you know should we should we get wall street journal to write about this or new york times i don't know i'm maybe this is a very silly question because because i think even the choice of which outlet writes about you can also also impacts your image in a certain way sure yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we think about which outlets we're communicating with all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in a situation like that where it's more important for the masses to be informed, uh, you're going to reach out to as many different outlets as you think your customers read. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and so that's fine and that's a good way to go about it. In some cases that aren't a crisis at all, you know, say we are launching, to my example, earlier about having an event targeting mom and dad bloggers, you know, if we're launching, uh, you know, a new service that's just for, you know, kids, say, hmm. um, then we probably don't need to outreach the Wall Street Journal for that because, yeah. uh, you know, there's a little bit more tech and business focused publication, but we'll reach out to USA Today yeah. and we're going to reach out to Parents Mag, you know, Parenting Magazine. Uh, and we're going to reach out to the right uh, reporter at the Huffington Post, right? So there's just so many media and blogs out there today that, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's hmm. it's quite vast. And you have lots and lots of options based on what it is you're, uh, you know, you're communicating about. Yeah. And which brings up another very important point, right? That it's, it's not just sort of these well-known outlets like, hey, okay, fine, I know the kind of people who read Wall Street Journal and I know the kind of people who are on Facebook. Um, you're also going after these sort of niche blogs and all of these kind of properties. So as a PR person, how do you keep track of all of these different things? Uh, that is a million-dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> right? That um, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not an easy task. And, uh, it, it, you know, it, it takes a village, if you will. Um, you know, we... You know, we have several people on our team. We use a PR agency. We are all constantly communicating with various media. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, we, I, there's no way me alone, I could like have 
continuous communication and the best relationship I could possibly have with the hundreds of, of outlets that write about Amazon each and every day. That's just not possible. So you, you rely on your colleagues, you rely on your agency support. Uh, sometimes, you know, maybe I'll have a handful of, of, of media that I talk to regularly. Maybe Mm -hmm. a colleague of mine has a handful of other media. Um, it's really a a puzzle. Um, and you're constantly moving the pieces around to make sure that you're staying in touch and learning about all of the new, uh, outlets and channels. And as I mentioned, you know, uh, even with all the different social media channels, there's different ways to co- even communicate with yeah. all of these outlets and these blogs. You know, it's not just a press release, you know, which would have been the case, you know, three decades ago, faxing press releases to mm-hmm. outlets, which is something that I did as an intern. <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore. You know, you'd get these big books uh, and it would have every reporter listed in it and you'd have to go page by page looking oh, wow. for the right reporters for different things. Yeah, it was... It, it's it's a totally different yeah. <laughs> world back then. <laughs> All the easier, compared right? Compared to now, yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I would imagine that people, like different people on a team, would have different uh, specializations then. Yeah, that's true. But also, you know, part of it is, um, you know, kind of uh, getting your sea legs, if you will. And so uh, what you'll find very often as people um, are new to the PR field, whether, you know, they're working at an agency or they're working uh, in-house, is their job is to help develop these media lists to support whatever it is you're trying to communicate about. And it gives those folks a chance to learn about the different outlets and start to get a sense of uh, who you need to reach out to for what. So that when you get to, you know, uh, like someone in my position, you know, if I'm thinking about something we need to announce, I can more quickly rattle off, okay, here are the top 10, here are the top 20 outlets that I want to make sure that we communicate with because I've been working and and I'm aware of those outlets for so many years now. Oh, very interesting. So you, and do you have like these categorized in some way? Uh, Sure. I mean, uh, you know, for us, at least at Amazon, uh, because it's such a big company, there are beat reporters and their job is just to cover everything that Amazon does uh, across the board. And so we, you know, obviously communicate with them very frequently. Um, You've got your general kind of business and tech uh, reporters and outlets, like I've said, you've got your mom and your dad and your parenting outlets. Um, you've got your B2B outlets. You have even more niche, like, you know, mold publications or photography publications. Right. Um, you have your consumer publications. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, what the list it, is endless, there's, right? there's a, something for everyone out there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And actually, I didn't realize that the PR team actively maintains relationships with these outlets, which, I mean, it makes sense now that you say it. So how do you do that? Oh, gosh, there are a number of ways. Um, you know, part of it is is if you have a frequency of news, which we certainly uh, do here at Amazon, you're in constant communication with them, talking about the various news items that you have. And reporters are very busy, right? They're, they're strapped for time, and so they're not always going to write about uh, everything that you have going on, but you're going to keep letting them know about everything going mm-hmm. on so that I they see. can stay informed. Uh, sometimes it's just, 
you know, a typical, what you would consider a typical networking meet and greet, right? If I'm in New York for a meeting or an event, maybe I'll take some time to go meet up with some of my reporters that I'm familiar with, say, how you doing? What's going on? Uh, sometimes we have uh, events hmm. in which we're, you know, we invite our top media to just so we can see them and talk with them and, and see what they're working on and let them know what we're working on. So there's various ways that you can keep um, keep in touch with folks. I mean, most PR folks, I, I would also say, um, also, you have to make sure you're following all your reporters on Twitter, right? So okay. you have to make sure that? all of your um, top outlets and top reporters, they're all on Twitter, hmm. they're all on social, and it's important to follow them to keep up with the things that they're writing about. So that's just to sort of keep track of what they're working on so that you can sort of talk to them better, like relate to them better? Uh, yeah, that's part of it. But also to make sure that when you're pitching them about a story that you have, um, you're pitching them something relevant. Uh, oh, you hear lots and lots of stories from media about PR people who just blind pitch, you know, they just send a blind email out to okay. hundreds and hundreds of reporters. And very often they're sending it to a reporter. That's not their beat. It's not something that they okay. would ever write okay. about. Um, and so that's just, you know, a PR person not doing their due diligence to make sure they're outreaching to the right reporters. That helps. Okay. And, uh, you know, now that as, as you're, again, as you're talking about this, do you ever run into a situation where, you know, multiple reporters come to you and they're like, hey, Michelle, you know, give me the news first because I want to be the the only person who writes about it, you know, five hours before everyone else does. Like, do you, do you have that? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, every <laughs> every uh, reporter wants to get the scoop uh, on, on something. Um, and sometimes that's the right strategic decision to make. Sometimes we do decide to have exclusive stories where one reporter, uh, you know, gets an interview with an executive about what's going on. And then we get the, re the news out to the rest of the reporters uh, when that story goes out. Sometimes it's a handful, you know, uh, it just depends on how much time you have and, and what your approach wants to be. Yeah. There's lots of various ways to kind of slice that slice that pie. Yeah. And, and in your case at Amazon right now, you're, as you said, that you're working mostly with media and reporters. So have you found any sort of key things like that really help you maintain that relationship and keep it going and it's very healthy? Yeah, there, well, I would say um, just keeping in touch with people and also when I am working on news, uh, making sure I give you know, give uh, some of my reporters that I know are quite, quite busy. I want to make sure I give them a heads up, right? I want to make sure I give them time to write. Mm. Uh, sometimes that means giving them the information under embargo, which basically means, you know, they, they understand and agree that this news will become public on Tuesday, say, but I'm going to give them a heads up about it on Monday. Um, and they're not going to write about it or do anything with it uh, publicly, but it gives them time to uh, understand it. It gives them time to ask me questions about it. It gives them time to write before it goes live. Um, and those are good. Those are good ways to keep uh, good relationships with reporters when you're able to do so. You don't always get to do things like that, but when you can, it's super helpful for reporters. I see. Okay. So, uh, Michelle, if you were to think about, so clearly you spend a lot of time working with reporters and 
making sure they have all the information, all that. So if you were to think about your role as a pie, and it's 100%, how would you split your sort of the key activities that you work on across these various things? So maybe sort of spending time working with reporters is 50%. I'm just making it up. So how, how would you s- split it up? Oh, that's a good, that's an interesting question. Um, let's see. I honestly, as, as crazy as this is going to sound, uh, I'd say the engagement with reporters, uh, if I'm looking at, say, like one product launch, um, the engagement with reporters probably ends up being about 25% of that pie. Okay. Uh, the rest of the pie is everything that's involved in a PR's life getting ready for that point in which I am then engaging with reporters, right? So uh, all the rest of that pie is me meeting with product managers and business owners and understanding what it is we're doing and working on messaging and working on the press release hmm. and working on the Q&A and working with our legal team and everything that's involved in getting ready for that moment when I can start talking to reporters. And then you have this limited window uh, when something is new in which reporters are interested and want to write about it. And once that window's done, they're on to the next thing, right? So you have to keep coming up with new ways to, you know, entice them and get their interest (laughs) on various stories. Cause there's a lot going on out there in the world today, especially in the world of technology. Uh, so, you know, you have a limited window, which is why that 25% is the period I'm actually working with with media and the rest of it is is working with my internal stakeholders right right no that makes a lot of sense so i mean obviously there's way more that goes behind the scenes right than is visible when you're actually at the event and you can see everything just falls right in place um exactly uh another thing which is interesting about your background is that you've spent working in pr both at an agency as well as now at a large tech company so how would you talk about the differences between these two The primary difference is when you work at an agency, you typically uh, work on different clients. So there's an opportunity to to just have uh, various businesses uh, as part of your workload, as part of your your resume, if you will. Um, You know, when I worked at an agency, my primary client was Samsung, but there were times I would help out with other clients and that could include Nestle, uh, that could include other small B2B clients, that could include maybe a nonprofit. And so in an agency environment, uh, there's just a lot more, um, variety in regards to what you might be working on um, and various teams that you're working with. It's also a great place to, uh, you know, just learn. Um, I find that most people coming out of school, I would suggest should go to an agency environment okay. uh, versus in-house because you're going to basically roll up your sleeves and, you know, do all the dirty work that needs to be done to learn the PR career. Um, and then you'll, you know, you'll move up the ladder, you get a little bit more work, you start working on actual writing of pitches and press releases, and you start working on writing plans, you start participating in strategic discussions. Uh, so you kind of move up the ladder slowly but surely uh, in that regard. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And uh yeah, I mean, there's, there's clearly going to be a lot more variety working at a PR agency. And uh, as you said, it's probably the, the better learning option, at least in the beginning of your career. And then you can choose what kind of 
industry i guess you want to specialize in or what kind of area you want to specialize in as you become more senior exactly yep. yeah okay so uh, michelle now i want to just un- get to know a little bit of just your thoughts on the overall space and working in the space so what do you think are the most interesting aspects of working in pr gosh there's i i just find pr so fascinating um which is great to be able to say after <laughs> yeah a, lo- a long time for, <laughs> for so many years um it's just constantly evolving uh, even though the basics of what we do remain the same, uh, the way we go about doing it continues to change. And and that is because of technology. And that is because of the ways that we as a society are evolving our communications with each other. Um, and there's just so much out there. And so, you know, every day, every year, there are new challenges in regards to how do we make sure uh, our message and our news is getting out there to the right people who care about it. Um, how do we make sure we're not just talking into a black hole, right? How do we make sure people care about what it is that we're doing? Yeah. And so um, with the way that our communications as a whole is changing, uh, it just keeps changing for us too. And we have to constantly think about new ways to approach launches uh, how do we get creative? How do we connect better with customers and with media? So for me, there's a lot to learn and there's a lot to still change. And so it's just going to continue to be a very dynamic profession uh, for for me. Mm-hmm. No, and, and I think in today's times, more, more so than ever before, there's just so many things happening online, especially with the internet. So many different yeah. properties with very different people on each of these properties. And you have to know exactly how to communicate to them. And some companies have done a good job of it and some not so much, which is, I guess, where PR comes in. And one thing I was thinking about, so what do you think is the difference between someone who works in PR and someone who works in marketing? Oh, gosh, there's, there's actually huge differences. Um, I know very often marketing and PR get uh, get lumped together, but there are actually quite different skill sets involved. Um, you know, a marketing person, uh, they're thinking about the customer first and foremost, where more often than not, I'm thinking about media. Hmm. Um, you know, a marketer, very often, uh, you know, they're looking at uh, the impact of sales, you know, they're looking at projections, they're looking at, uh, they are, there's lots of marketers who just hone in and focus on branding and then the, the customer message, uh, res- what's going to resonate for a customer. And what what you say in a tagline or in a commercial um, is quite different than what you would say in a press release, which is, you know, more news focused. Um, so it's just, a, it's a different uh, approach and a different uh you know, a, a different hat yeah. that you have to wear. Yeah, That's a very, very interesting point. Can you, I don't know if it's possible, but can you share a simple example to illustrate how the same thing, how a PR person would communicate it and how a marketing person would communicate it? Uh, sure. I mean, typically, you know, a marketing person has uh, fewer words to use, right? So <laughs> we have the benefit in, in PR to uh, be a bit more, 
verbose, right? <laughs> we have an, an entire press release where we can actually describe yeah. uh, the way a device works and all of the specs and everything that's involved in it. Um, whereas a marketing person, you know, if it's an advertisement, they, you know, they've just got one line maybe at the bottom of an image, right? Um, there, I think marketers have to think a little bit more visually, you know, there's a little bit more uh, immediate emotion there. Hmm. Um, that can be true for PR as well, especially if we're creating assets like videos, um, you know, or, or creating images for our press. But, you know, we we definitely tend to be more descriptive in nature uh, because, you know, part of our job is to be thorough so that reporters completely I understand see. what it is, right? So if you think about uh, say a customer, right? Someone coming to Amazon, for example. Uh, you know, we were talking about Dash Button earlier. They 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 could go and visit the Dash Button uh, site at Amazon, Amazon.com backslash Dash Button, hmm. and what they'll see on that page is everything that our marketing team has created. Right? They'll see uh, visuals of the buttons. They'll see a video that was created that, you know, shows uh, people and how they use the button. Um, you know, there'll be high-level overviews of how it works and what it does. And somewhere on that page, there'll be a link that says, to learn more, you can go to the press release. And mm -hmm. then you go to our press release and there's going to be even more information there, right? We're going to dig into the technology of it. We're going to dig into, you know, more of the details. We're going to have quotes from our, uh, our executive about why we're excited to launch this for customers. So it's just a different spin on, on the type of information that we're providing. Okay. No, that's, that's very helpful. Okay. So going back to the different aspects of the job, then so you shared the interesting aspects. What about, any aspects that you just do not like? <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> well, I I I'm not gonna say that I don't like this. I'm just gonna say that um, in PR you have to be very comfortable with change, and you have to be very comfortable with being flexible. Um, and, and I am, but it's tough sometimes. It's definitely tough sometimes, especially in technology, right? I mean, you just have, you know, product schedules change. Uh, what's going on in the industry can change what you're planning to do. Uh, things like crisis, right? Things that you don't plan for that you don't expect is going to happen can pop up and it can change everything on your to-do list yeah. for a day. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, you just have to be ready uh, to come into work each and every day and you may get through everything that you hope to get through and attend all of the meetings you hope to get through or it could all be thrown out the window because something else came up that you need to turn your attention to and right. then you've got to focus on that. So Definitely. change and flexibility and uh, you know working in a fast-paced environment, especially in tech PR, is of utmost importance. Yeah, I, I can totally see how unexpected things are probably, I won't say part and parcel, but you have to be prepared for them because when they'll come, like they, you just have no option but to actually focus on it and make sure that it, ha it works out well. Can you describe that moment when you were back at T-Mobile and you heard about the the phone crisis that you talked about what was that like <laughs> oh well it is ah. you know you get if you get a notice like that you you have to pause 
and you have to think through, okay, here we go. (laughs) What is everything that I have to start thinking about to make sure that we do the right thing for customers and that we do the right thing for the organization? Um, And your mind just starts reeling. I mean, you just, you know, for me, I I got I have to write things down. So I got to start writing down all the various questions that I have all the various things that we're going to need to do, who do I need to get in touch with, who do I need to talk to. And, and very often uh, in those situations, it's, it's you know, you're getting notified from someone else in the company, right? Someone else in the company has figured something out and they're letting you know mm-hmm. so that you can become part of the team that is working on the next steps of that. Um so, so that's one way you have to deal with, you know, these kind of crisis yeah. situations. There are times when you know uh, you get notified by from about something, I should say, uh, from a reporter or from a customer, uh, right? So if you think about some of these other scenarios with other companies, you know, chances are, uh, you know, a customer wrote in a forum that they had, you know, an issue with a product, and a reporter who checks all the forums finds it. And then that reporter comes to their PR person at the company to say, Hey, I just read about this issue that this customer wrote about on this public forum. What, what is this about? And you say, huh, I don't know what it's about that. (laughs) Let me find out. So then you go to your product people and then they have to investigate. And sometimes, yes, uh, something's going on. Sometimes, no, nothing's going on, you know? And so that's, that's another way that you can become alert to these things. And (laughs) your mind goes through different, different, uh, different ideas when, uh, depending on which aspect is if you're being informed internally or you're being informed externally about something going on. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and I can imagine that it must be a high pressure situation, right? Because if, if it's something negative, then you want to respond to it ASAP, like in, as you said, like in as few as a few hours or 24 hours. So you, you know, it has to be very quick decision making. Um, does it, is it also sort of high visibility because this impacts like from the outside, it's like T-Mobile has done this or Amazon has done this or whatever the company is. So does it also end up that not only are you under a lot of pressure, but the CEO of the company sort of requires a daily, not a daily, like an hourly update, like what are we doing? Uh, it, it depends on the situation, um, you know, depending on the on the issue at hand. Absolutely. You want all of your stakeholders to be informed. And more importantly, they're helping weigh in on on what happens, right? Uh, PR folks don't work in a silo. Uh, They're there to help be strategic counselors, but we're very much working closely with our, you know, with with our business team and our leaders to decide what happens in those situations. Okay. Um, So it just depends. Okay. Yeah. And I actually, I I realized that I might have focused more on like these, oh my God, crisis situations. I'm sure, (laughs) I'm sure bulk of your job, like over a year, you might get one at best. That also is probably rare. Uh, Most of the time it's more, you know, just making sure that things go right and more proactive from your side rather than reacting to something happening. Yes, that, that is true. I I would say uh, in, in my particular area, uh, the crisis is, uh, situations are very rare. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that's a good thing. Uh, there <laughs> are, there are some people out there, there are some PR professionals out there that thrive on the crisis and there, there are teams that exist at companies. Um, and that's all they do. <laughs> they yeah, just manage a crisis after crisis. And I, 
uh, personally would not be able to <laughs> deal to with that. that. Yeah, <laughs> like I would imagine if, uh, politicians would have a dedicated PR person, right? Oh yes, and then they have. Uh, I imagine. Uh, you know, a host of different PR people that are managing different aspects yeah. of their campaign. You know, they probably have dedicated crisis folks, but they also have dedicated folks that are working with, you know, the media that are there covering them day in and day out. Um, yeah, there's just a variety of uh, different areas that a PR person can hone in on. Yeah. You know, there's this sort of my world was just consumer technology PR. Um, you know, there's there's just general consumer and retail PR. You've got uh, public affairs people, and that's usually where you see people in government who are working on campaigns, who are working for specific candidates. Yeah. You have publicists, right? There's a whole world of publicists out there that are part of the entertainment industry uh, that do PR for entertainment companies or do PR for actors, actresses, singers, right? And it's all the, the basics of it are all the same, right? They're representing their organization or their person to a public, right? Whomever that public might be. Um, but the way they go about it and how they communicate about it is going to be different yeah. depending on what type of industry they're in. Yeah, and and I guess the kind of relationships they have are, is also different. The kind of influence they have is also different because you might... Uh, you know, one is how good you are at it. One is who you know, because like in this case, it sounds like it's a lot about the relationships and what what media outlet is writing about you and how much space are they giving you and those kind of things. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you could just think about the entertainment industry, right? I mean, we just, you know, as someone who watches and likes different actors and actresses, right, we <laughs> become alerted all the time to you know, things going on in, in those folks' lives. But the the interesting thing is to think about how many things didn't get out there because yeah. there was a really good publicist that had a really good relationship <laughs> with a reporter or a blogger and said, please don't write about that. Right. And they didn't. And then nobody ever became aware of it. And that is success for, that is success, for a exactly. publicist sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, you know, if you are someone who's, you know, starting out and you want to get you know what you want to really get exposed to this to the field and really learn your learn everything inside out what are the best industries to start your career in oh gosh well i mean it's hard to answer that question uh directly uh because there are so many different uh industries i mean i i was lucky in that the the pr program that I was in at my college, uh, you know, we had the opportunity to learn about the various industries. You know, I remember taking an employee relations class. I took a promotional type class. I took a public affairs type class, uh, just general kind of consumer PR. And it helped guide me a little bit. Um, and I knew that I, you know, I probably wasn't going to want to go more into government, um, you know, probably a little bit more consumer. Um, so if someone's in school, they can seek out classes that will help them probably mm -hmm. figure out. And then a lot of it is just, you know, trial and error, right? I mean, you see very often in a young uh, PR person's career, 
kind of a jump around in, in the early days of, you know, being at one agency for a couple of years, maybe another agency you're working on X client for a little while and then Y client. And that's a good thing, right? Because you want to have a chance to, if you're not sure what industry you want to go into, you want to have a chance to, you know, kind of dip your toe into some different pools and see which one is most compelling to you. And then there's just a lot of PR folks that might start off in one industry and, and end up doing something else. I mean, we have a lot of uh, folks here at Amazon who, you know, did, uh, you know, PR for political campaigns and, mm. and worked in, you know, community and nonprofits. And now they're here, but they're here because those are different industries that Amazon, uh, you know, is involved in. And so they can lend their expertise and their passion for that now, you know, at an organization like Amazon. So, it can vary. That that makes a lot of sense. Okay. All right. So I just have a few more questions from the point of view of someone who might be interested in exploring this field. So in your opinion, uh, you know, what would be some key qualities you would find in a person who really enjoys himself or herself working in PR? You have to be curious. Uh, you have to, uh, you have to want to dig in uh, to understand issues and, 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 products and services and all kinds of things. Um, you know, part of a PR person's job is to be able to take something that's complicated and simplify it for, you know, uh, someone else. Right. Um, you have to be able to communicate. I, I, that seems very obvious, but um, it is true. Writing is still a very important part of public relations. Mm. Um, talking to people it's all very important. Um, I, you know, I, I think back to like kind of the stereotype of PR and, and sometimes that stereotype is, oh, they're just, you know, party planners and event, <laughs> event. Yeah. they do events and things like that. Uh, in some cases that's true, true yeah. um, but there are people who specialize in that. Uh, but in many cases, you know, the, the day to day and day out of a, of a PR person is, uh, kind of your basic communication. You have to learn how to work with a wide variety of people, right? And so you have to be able to be flexible in how you work with all those different people to get the job done, which I find really fascinating and yeah. it's part of the job I really enjoy. Yeah, and, and I guess you also have to be very good at at building relationships with like these different people who are influencers in their own rights like these various reporters and media outlets so being able to build that relationship so you should enjoy doing that as opposed to let's say someone who, I, I just want to work on my own and I don't really yeah. want to talk to a lot of people beyond a certain point <laughs> right? that's true yeah I would agree yeah. with that I it's 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 not uh, it's not a bad thing to uh, you know to be a little social when needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I guess in terms of typical backgrounds, I would say like based on what you said, would you say that some background in uh, English literature or like some languages communication that would be helpful? Like what is the typical background you've seen? Yeah, well, uh, yes, I, for PR today, there are a lot more uh, schools that have uh, specific public relations related majors. Um, so that's always a good thing. And very often those are tied to, you know, a minor in a different language or a minor in journalism. 
uh, a minor in public policy, uh, public affairs. Um, so I, I would say that's those are good things to seek out. Um, but you also see uh, folks in the industry who have English backgrounds, who have political science backgrounds, who have history backgrounds, um, and or journalism backgrounds for that matter. I mean, I know a ton of PR people who used to be reporters mm-hmm. and now they do PR. Uh, so um, it can vary. You know, I think I think there's even, you know, folks, especially folks who do nonprofit work, who do community relations work, uh, who are in entirely different fields and they end up uh, doing these types of jobs. Mm, okay. And you know, I mean, you've spent so much time in this industry, and so I'm sure you've worked with a number of people in the space. Um, the best PR managers, what do you think they do differently? Hmm. The best PR managers, I think those are the ones that are going to continue to push themselves to find new ways to go about doing their job. Um, As we talked about earlier, in our line of work, things just continue to evolve. The way we communicate, what channels we use to communicate, how we communicate, it keeps changing. And so if you're going to be really good at this, you're going to try to stay ahead of the curve. You're going to try to get ahead of... uh, these new ways that people are engaging with each other. But you're also going to understand that there's a balance and you're going to understand the difference between something that's truly newsworthy versus not newsworthy. And you're going to manage your internal team and stakeholders appropriately on that front. I mean, one of the things that's frustrating for a PR person is, you know, to be asked to get a news story about something that, you know, is not really newsworthy, Hmm. right? Um, That's always a tough position for a PR person to be in. And so successful PR folks develop good relationships with their business teams um, and their reporters to strike that right balance. So you're getting the right stories that are stories, um, but you're able to, you know, level set and have realistic expectations internally about what it is you're pitching. That's a great point. Yeah, because I'm sure as a PR person at a large company, you should you probably get a lot of pressure saying that, hey, let's get this out and let's get this out. And you're the one who has to act as the filter saying that this is newsworthy, but this is not. So let's not try and push something which doesn't doesn't really make sense. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So uh, generally, what is the best way to apply for a job in PR? Well, uh, you know, there's the traditional uh, method of looking at various companies and and just looking at the job boards to see if PR positions are open. Um, You know, you can sign up for alerts of when PR jobs become available. If you're, uh, I I honestly would say that networking is probably one of the, the best ways to find new, exciting uh, positions within PR. Hmm. Uh, there's this sort of idea among a lot of PR folks that everyone's connected to each other. <laughs> and so, you know, if you, you know, took the time to look at LinkedIn or you took the time to talk to a, you know, someone new that you met that's also in the industry, chances are you would eventually find someone 
who knows someone who you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, six degrees of, of Kevin Bacon, except it's, you know, <laughs> PR focused. And so it's a great idea to just, you know, network and, and people can join organizations like PRSA mm-hmm. or subscribe to publications like PR Week. And they're great for networking events. They're great for local community events. They're great in highlighting all the various PR agencies that exist in the country and the focuses that each of those agencies have um, and just learning more to educate yourself and then finding the right people to talk to should you become uh, you know, interested. And a lot of, lot of folks in this industry are, are very open to having informational interviews with folks. Hmm. Uh, you know, we, we understand how important it is to be connected and communicate. You never know when you're going to need to like reach out to find someone in, in another industry to get counsel from, to get feedback from, um, yeah, it's it's just important to to network on No, absolutely. And, and that's a great point that you bring up that in this case for once the PR person also is interested in expanding their network like it's 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 actually a critical part of their job. So they are probably more open to talking to someone that they do not they do not know beforehand as long as the request is you know written well and has good intent behind it. Um uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just, I was going to agree with you. And I, and I would also say that, you know, very, very often, more often than not, at some point when you're at a company, you are working with PR people at other companies, right? Because very often organizations are partnering with other companies to do things. And so, you know, we, for example, with the Dash Button, all of the brands that we launched Dash Button with, I'm in touch with all of the PR <laughs> people at all of those companies because for them, this is exciting and this is new, newsworthy as well. And so you're constantly making connections like that too. Yeah. And uh, can you, uh, you mentioned a couple of resources where people can sort of join those communities to get access to various events. Are there any other resources that come to mind or and not just communities, but even let's say some uh, blogs people should follow, books they should read? A few uh, good resources for people interested in the PR industry. Um, I mentioned PRSA. Uh, that's a professional uh, networking organization you can join. Uh, PR Week is a trade magazine. Uh, they also have a blog and newsletter that you can subscribe to that kind of keeps up with the latest and greatest mm-hmm. in regards to what's going on. Um, there's some great blogs out there too. Bulldog Reporter uh, is a good one. Uh, Cision, which is a very popular uh, measurement site for PR professionals uh, okay. to understand, you know, the reach of outlets, the impressions, things oh, along nice. those lines. Uh, Homes Report uh, is also a very popular uh, new site. And then, um, you know, one of one of my favorites, um, and it's a little more targeted toward journalists, but they also do a lot for PR as well, uh, is called Muckrack. Okay. And uh, they have a great newsletter that's free that people can sign up for. Um, and it gives very high level, uh, you know, news of the day. Uh, but more importantly, what reporters are saying about the news of the day, which I right. always find quite interesting and insightful. Oh, and they'll usually nice. highlight, you know, different reporters across, across the country every single day. Um, but they also have some really interesting uh, PR focused articles you know, probably about one or two a month 
that are part of the newsletter as well. Okay, actually, that's a that's a great list. And I'm going to check out this mock rack because uh, yeah. that sounds like <laughs> a very interesting website in and of itself, whether you're interested in PR or journalism or not. Um, okay, so just a couple of more questions, Michelle. Um, if, I mean, like all markets, you know, everything is very competitive now. In, in this space, do you think candidates can do something specific or special which will help them stand out during interviews and or when they're applying for a job? Sure. I mean, you know, we it's not so often that you see PR portfolios, but I do think that there's a, a benefit to, you know, having an updated LinkedIn profile. And if, if you're able to highlight some great stories that you help secure, that's fantastic. You know, if you're able to point to specific press releases that you've written, that's fantastic. I mean, anything that helps show a hiring manager that you do have the capabilities needed, such as such as having good relationships with the reporters and the industry that you're trying to get a job in, always, always really helpful. And then, uh, again, the networking thing, I just can't express it enough. There's just, there's so many jobs out there and there's so many people applying for jobs. If you can just find you know, one person to help connect you with someone inside a company that you're interested in, uh, your chances for being noticed just become much higher. Right. And it's not because, you know, nobody wants to, to um, you know, ignore resumes that are coming in, but there's just a lot. It's a lot going on right now and it's hard for our recruiters to wade through everything. So any chance you get to just make one personal connection with someone who can mm. help, you know, forward that resume on, forward that informational interview request on. Uh, that's just a really awesome way to get your foot in the door. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just a small, hey, you know what, I think he or she is going to be great. That obviously increases your chances so much more. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. This was wonderful. Really very, very helpful. Is there any other piece of advice you'd like to share with people listening, either about PR itself or, you know, just general career advice? Well, I've really enjoyed uh, speaking with you as well. Thank you again mm -hmm. for the invite. For um, sure. You know, I just say that I love public relations. <laughs> I, you know, I, I thought I was going to be a fan in high school and I remain a fan today <laughs> well, well along yeah. in my career. And, um, you know, I, I just think it's such an exciting, uh, area and in industry and there's just so many different aspects to it that, you know, from being, you know, a, a mom blogger to a tech guy to, you know, uh, uh, B2B guy. I mean, there's just something for everyone in this industry and, you know, for someone who's just not sure, uh, you know, where they fit in the big uh, career <laughs> landscape. Uh, it's it's a great industry to check out. And it's it's just growing every year, uh, every decade, I stop and I take a look back and I see that this industry continues to grow. And our role uh, as at companies as being communicators as being strategic advisors, continues to grow as well. And that's a great thing. So I'm just a big champion for public relations and I encourage 
any and all people who are interested in it to learn a little bit more about it because we need great PR people. <laughs> all right, excellent. Thank you so much, Michelle, and uh, have a great weekend. Thank you. Right. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, so that was Michelle on public relations. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion. And in fact, if you enjoyed it as much as I did, you should subscribe to the podcast. Simply go to the website at www.learneducatediscover.com where you'll find links to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher. Or you could just search for Learn, Educate, Discover on whichever play that you use to listen to podcasts and subscribe to the podcast there. If you have any questions, you can email us at hello at learneducatediscover.com. And you should also check out our new podcast called Just Connect, which is all about how you can build and grow your network. So simply search for Just Connect on iTunes or SoundCloud and give it a listen. You can tweet at us at LED underscore curator and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash learn, educate, discover. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and until the next one, bye-bye.